This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Feyraza, with her brand new game-breaking cloak of etherealness, is just floating through walls looking at the map. After a far-reaching recon mission. And about 20, 30 feet or so, you find yourself in what has to be Skirkatla's throne. Oh, oh. oh my god. The heroes weigh their options. I or, think you may need me to be attended to. <laughs> Nonsense, friend. Pembroke. I'm, uh, I'm of, uh, I'm, I've never felt stronger. No, and he I, rolls his left ankle. <laughs> and just like, falls <laughs> face first into the ground. And it's like, oh! Until a shocking revelation. As the flames lick towards the ceiling, you can see cells. Empty cell after empty cell until finally one is revealed with a person hanging from shackles on the wall. Changes everything. Oh, oh my God. God. The adventure continues. I got a beautiful baby. Yeah. I got a lovely wife. Yeah. I got good friends here around this table. Yeah. We're about to record episode 199 and then episode 200 of this podcast is next week. It's next week. No. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a fresh new drop of the Glass Cannon Podcast. And man, oh man, is it worth the price of admission today, uh, which is free, I'm realizing as I say that. And just go with me. It's it's a good episode. Joe O'Brien here, but you may know me as my uh, incredibly fictionally famous alter ego, Dahlgraith Deathbringer. A few announcements, if I may. This Saturday, March 23rd, we will be at the Mission Theater in Portland, Oregon. That show is sold out. So a huge thank you to our Pacific Northwest Nation members. You know who you are. You guys are amazing. A special shout out to friend of the pod, April Westervelt, who, with her unmatched project management skills, has organized a Glass Cannon West meetup this Saturday, happening all day leading up to the live show. Log on to warhorn.net and search Glass Cannon West to sign up for Pathfinder or Starfinder games, or just to hang out with the beautiful, wonderful members of the West Coast Nash. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, you're listening to episode 199 of the Glass Cannon Podcast. Next week, the march to 200 ends. And to be honest, I really don't care where you fall on the celebration of arbitrary numbers argument as started by my dummy friend, Matthew Cabracasa. I am here to tell you that a celebration is in order just because of episode 200 itself, the, the session. And when you finish today's ep, I think you'll know what I mean. So to celebrate the release of next week's epic Pathfinder session, we are throwing a release party next Monday night, March 25th, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Join us at twitch.tv slash the glass cannon for a live stream directly from Glass Cannon Studios in New York as we count down the hours to the midnight release. There will be gaming, special guests, uncensored microphones accidentally left on. 
if you call yourself a member of Glass Cannon Nation, you, you, this is a stream you simply cannot miss. You have to be there. Oh, and by the way, I completely forgot to mention that we will be answering listener mail as well, starting this Friday, March 22nd, and going all weekend long. The Glass Cannon subreddit will be hosting a thread of listener mail questions for the episode 200 release party. So head over there and post your own question, or just upvote the ones that you would most like to hear answered by the guys, uh, or by our special guests such as Ellie DiLorenzo or Nick Lowe or Randy, perhaps you've heard of them. It's going to be a really fun and rare look into the Glass Cannon studio when we're not recording and when we're just flat out partying and having fun. I hope you join us. Okay, that's all I have. It is it is bordering on criminal at this point to keep you any longer from episode 199 of the show. So please... Enjoy the final installment in the March to 200, episode 199. I cannot remember the last time I was this nervous for an episode. Really? Yeah. You're nervous, first of all. For every episode. I'm nervous. So saying that is a big deal. It, it says a lot, right? Yeah. I'm concerned that you're having memory issues. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real you were a problem. You what, what, year, what year is this, Troy? Uh, Who's the president? Uh, 2019. George Bush. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> That's all right. That's not, uh, it's not right at all. How many fingers, Troy? How many fingers am I holding up? Wait, that doesn't help. Two. How many fingers did I hold up? Uh, what am I? There we go. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I'm really scared. This is this is a big one, you know. And I put I put undue pressure on myself, but like obviously the march to 200 ends. Know, it ends tonight. It ends tonight. Happy episode 201, everybody. When I say Matthew, <laughs> stop, stop, I will make you leave the room for my intros. <laughs> <laughs> when I say we'll see you next week. That's it. The march is over. It's no, over. Doesn't the march end at episode 200? Nope. No. Can I just... The new march begins. When you told Matthew so that you're going to make him leave the room for your intros, it was too easy for me to imagine you yelling, Don't look at me, Matthew! Never look at me! Don't look at me! I look can't. into my face! I can't hear the laughter. The problem is, is that I... Well, this isn't a problem. I think this is a good thing, but it makes it a lot more difficult on me is that, like, I... I'm trying uh, one for one thing. I'm trying to live up to past expectations. Do you remember how episode 99 ended? Do you I remember do. the the look on you guys' faces when Lork had no fee? I mean, it was just Shock. it was just the look in that room of like oh, I love that. I want to be able to cr- create that um, both in you and in the. It's listeners. dangerous though. It's you dangerous. can't just go trying to do, recreate something. It exactly. was also you killing have to create me. Something new. It was killing me that we didn't have the rights. I, I wanted to play Kenny Loggins' Footloose at the end. of <laughs> That would have been perfect. Yeah, do it. It would have been great. We'll yeah. see you next week. Yeah, that would have been perfect. <laughs> the Loggins estate has not been uh, good to work with. We've been though. talking to he's, them he's for still, 100 episodes. He's still alive. He still has an estate. I've been talking, <laughs> I've been talking to his gardener. It doesn't matter if he's alive or not. Yeah. <laughs> he has an estate. His gardener is like, I can't get him. His gardener is Messina. Right. <laughs> uh, oh. oh, no. <laughs>
Oh, poor Jim is <laughs> Oh, no. Um, yeah, and also, Joe, is that, uh, you know, you don't want to just play the same hand again. Can't exactly. be another like, oh, aha moment. It has to be something different. So there's that. But so there's, it, like if you don't want it to be the same, it can't be surprising. It can't be interesting. It's got to be different. Right. But there's an anticipation. People, people are tuning in. This is sweeps week for us. <laughs> it's a sweeps week. Because <laughs> where's it going to go? Like, you know, you're in this tomb. You know that the showdown with Skirkatla is happening. But you know that episode 200 is its own little beast. It's looming. It's looming. And the thing for me is like, I have 200 v- uh, very elaborately prepared, but what's going to happen all How can depends. you prepare two sessions ahead properly, Well, that's what I'm though. saying is what is going to actually happen depends on what happens in this episode. Right. So I am at the mercy of these dice and your decisions because I have not talked to you guys I don't know what you're going to do I thought about reaching out to you guys to have a little bit of better a sense so I am I am in the position of having to just kind of find the moments hopefully that I want to get there this might be a long episode I might just keep going until I feel like I found it I don't know but I'm it, it I'm, sounds I'm to me nervous. like you're in the position to GM a game of Pathfinder this is more than a game though Joe <laughs> what this is it? is this is a serialized piece of of entertainment. <laughs> well, we also happen to play a game. Well, we have to, but you have to stay true to the game. You That's can't just write a story. Of course. And, and just and, make that story happen. And this is why I'm nervous. Because of the rules of the game, I can only prepare so much, Grant. Maybe you should have been a playwright like Matthew. And then, like, you could have made people do whatever you wanted. Yeah, you wouldn't have to worry about yeah. these random events. That, that, is, die that is basically a, a GM with no players. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But uh, you know what, Troy? You said we never asked how you're doing. How you're feeling? How you doing? How you doing? How you feeling? How you doing, Troy? Oh my God, thank you for asking. My I'm, God. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Yeah, my I, back hurts. Why? My back hurts. Just I, from uh, lifting so much yeah. weight. Well, Just I, from putting up. <laughs> as so you know, much. I'm competing in the CrossFit Open. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah. Well, I did not know that. Yeah. Well, competing Open? is like everyone. Can do it. It's open. Okay. Open. Oh God. And Here then we, the 10 fittest people in the world are the ones that go to the games. But you oh. do it if you do CrossFit because it kind of like lets you know from year to year how you're progressing. How you doing? Uh, it's, it's brutal, man. It just reminds me how old I am and how I wish I had started this 10 years ago. But uh, today I had a workout where I just zigged when I should have zagged and I fucked up uh, one part of my back and it really, really hurts. Um, but it's my fault. My <laughs> no, fault. No, no. I was pushing myself too hard and I knew I should have like waited before I did one more rep and I'm like, no, I got this. Troy. I got this, bro. You did not hurt your back. That's just muscle confusion, bro. It might be. That's just muscle confusion. Anyways. But just getting... otherwise, I'm good. That's good. I got a beautiful baby. Yeah. I got a lovely wife. Yeah. I got good friends here around this table. We're about to record episode 199 and then episode 200 of this fucking podcast is next week. It's next week. (laughs) This is our business now. Look at this place. Look Look at the place that imagination built. Yes. (laughs) We're sitting in it right now. It's a fucking amazing. There's t-shirts that people buy and wear. A cathedral of dreams. I'm wearing a shirt right now. It was one of our shirts. Oh my God. He's ripped his top shirt off wow just saying, it was a little it was a little too erotic it was <laughs> well i cut the nipples out because i like to bleed oh. i mean that's how you feed archer you can't that's have that i know he's not gonna feed himself can't have that nipple chafing i just want to be a part of the, the breastfeeding experience 
We did it. <laughs> you really do more than any dad strike me as a dad that really is pissed that he can't be the mom. That he can't have the motherly experience. I mom it up as much as you Oh, I know. Possible. You try yeah. to get every angle you can get to be the mom. You try. I just, I've always wanted to, to have babies and now I have one. <laughs> I want to live up every fucking moment, man. Yeah. Fired up. It right goes now, fast. Bro. It goes fast. It goes super fast. Sam will be like, my wife should be like, do you remember, uh, you know, uh, when when Archer blew? And I'm like, I have no recollection of what you're talking about. Like the talking about something that happened three months ago. I'm like, I I I barely know what happened yesterday. Yeah. Because I'm losing my mind. Babies slowly. kill your brain. You know, baby brain. Baby brain. He's he's so cute. He's so little now, but he's so sweet. And I can tell he loves you and Sam so much. <laughs> But if you fuck up 199, he is going to be so ashamed of his father. Well, it came to m- my attention recently that, like, someday this little boy is going to listen to this nonsense. Yeah. That we right. Put out there. I know, right? Just in the same way you should have started CrossFit 10 years ago, you should have cleaned up the whole thing. I should have cleaned up. 10 years ago. I wouldn't worry about it. There's a fair chance that, you know, the machines will become self aware, Skynet, Armageddon, and That's no true. one will ever hear this podcast because we'll all be dead. That's true. There's some jokes that I would, might, might, might take back, or I'm going to have to explain to him now, like. Here's well, why it's funny, son. This is Not why it's incredibly funny. offensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine him explaining it to his friends in 2050. <laughs> it's 2050. I'm we, just a head in a jar. We joke about death because we fear death. Son. Son. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever really think about death and just start Every getting incredibly sad that it's just, that's it. Game over. No. It's, it's, no. if you start thinking about it, man, I, I, I have to force my brain like, please don't go there. Please don't go there. That's the rabbit hole, man. It's, it's what the rabbit hole is. It sucks. The thought spiral. I, I'm kind of like, I used to be that way and I get real scared when I fly lately, but yeah. really? Yeah. I just, I am on the opposite curve. Like I used to get scared all the time and now I'm suddenly getting less scared when I, fly. I was a great flyer and now if it bumps, I'm like, oh no, not yet. I have so many, too many cool things. Yeah. Um, but really like cool now, if I do think about it, I'm like, yeah, that does suck. Game over, man. But then I'll just be relaxed, man. Yeah. You'll be dead. You're dead. Right. Yeah. I do the David Cross method of just like, uh, yeah, I don't care because I can't. I'll be dead. Like there's yeah. the, you can't care. Well, but if you have hope for something else, an afterlife, some sort of passage of sure. the soul, then there, there, there's at least like... Well, as far as what the, happens The film doesn't here. fucking yeah. cut, and that's it. Like, you're, th- this that we're doing right now, imagine if that's just... That's it. It's over. I, I, I'm fine with it. It's very I, scary. I'm fine with it either fine. way. Either way. I'd be dead. I'd love, yes, I'd love an afterlife. But no, I do care. No, I do yeah. care. You don't have any control I, over it. I, too, long for the sweet release of death. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, kid. I think I want to freeze myself, Ted Williams style, because I feel like we're, yep, we're not at all surprised. That doesn't surprise, surprise me we're, at all. We're like less than a generation away from figuring out how to cheat it. You and would, so, like, wait, is this is a question of team loyalty, or is this something you actually want? I'm legitimately just, just because you're like a, a you would Red rather, Sox fan. No, I really want. No, that's not a Red Sox fan. They they did horrible things to his head and body. No, I I, I really I want I want to be around. I feel like they're going to figure this out. So I'm, I'm all about cryogen. Sam gets mad at me. She's like, "You're not going to do that." I'm like, "I'm serious." Freeze me. You're crazy. I'm coming back. I'm writing a play not unrelated to this. There's no cryogenics involved, but well, I. I want a cut of all your <laughs> make on that play. I, I don't think you'd be very happy with the play, the play's stance on what you're talking about. <laughs> what are you saying? I, would, I don't think you'd be very happy with the check. <laughs> it's, it's a play after all. <laughs> That's right. Aww. Guys, 
It's one ninety nine. You've stalled long enough. We've stalled long enough, and and I really shouldn't have because this could be a, a six seven hour episode, <laughs> or maybe our first forty five minute. Or once it gets to where I want it to get, I'm calling it. Episode one ninety six. We took a step back into Feyraz's past. One ninety seven. We got a glimpse of. A young baron with his adoptive parents, which we know from previous flashbacks, were like thieving parents. Maybe the the father was more interested in the secrets of gunsmithing than the baby that came along with it, were it not for this mother who said, no, the baby as well. Last week, we delved more into... Maybe what set Pembroke out on this journey to find the Gallowspire, sort of a a little piece in the puzzle of Pembroke's final <laughs> days on this earth. So now I'm 199. I want you to imagine a single torchlight just flickering on the wall of a corridor that's cloaked in complete darkness. As the flames lick towards the ceiling, you can see um, like light condensation slowly dripping down the misshapen rock walls on this one side of the hallway. On the other side, long bars stretch from floor to ceiling. We move along these bars revealing cells, empty cell after empty cell after empty cell. You can see in each one there are slabs built into the wall for sleeping, maybe? Stained chamber pots, the sounds of rats and other vermin fighting over who knows what. We continue along these bare cells until finally one is revealed with a person hanging from shackles on the wall, stripped down to probably soiled undergarments. At first glance, it looks like a child hanging there. Oh, no. Oh, my God. But as we get closer, we see a shock of blonde hair. Oh, no. It's Sir Willamit Keswick. Oh. He looks malnourished. His head is just limply hanging from his neck. It looks like if a strong wind came, the head would just fall right off. Got that thick tangle of blonde hair covering an otherwise bearded face. A guard walks by his cell with a uh, strange crest on his shield. Not the Keswick crest, but... uh, something different he stops to look at Sir Will like in pity as if he wishes there was something he could do but he just turns his head moves on and within a second or so he's disappeared into the darkness of this dungeon as Sir Will hangs alone in his cell the faintest sound of of wind can be heard like a Followed by a voice. Hello, little Will. Wilmot 
slowly lifts his head up to see a figure now sitting across from him on his unused slab. The figure is completely cloaked in darkness, a cowl covering its face, but Sir Will, you know the voice. It's a voice you will surely never forget for as long as you live, which may not be very long. It's the voice of Brander. Oh, just sitting there across from you. It's like, I'm sorry we have to keep seeing each other under such mitigating circumstances, but I felt it my duty to check in on you. Don't worry, young man. I believe your days here are coming to an end very soon. Brander looks towards the bars at a sound in the distance and just kind of waves his hand, and the sound stops. Hmm. I've always believed guilt to be a wasted emotion. Do you think the lion wastes time wallowing in guilt after killing the fawn? What's done is done. Conquer and move on. But I think of you often... Will, because I do feel that of all the pawns in this game, you have suffered the most. You were just an infant when that fire consumed your birth parents. For months leading up to that day, I'd always wanted to practice the great spell, Form of the Dragon. Oh, you mother motherfucker! But in truth, I was afraid. I was afraid I would love the form too much and never want to come back. Will, like, spits. Kind of not, like, intentionally, like, trying to breathe. He's like... <laughs> almost trying to say something, but nothing comes out. Yes, that day your parents perished was my first attempt. And to be honest, (laughs) I almost didn't come back. If it's any consolation, they didn't suffer. They were consumed by flames almost immediately, and your cries were far louder than theirs. You see, long before you were born, I saw your image etched on the walls of the tomb of a great wizard. While this wizard lived, the people who knew of him called him a madman. Genius is often misunderstood, Will. But his writings, his visions, have helped me to unlock the very secrets that destroyed him. You see, generations ago, I saw that you had a part to play in all of this. But not just you. All of them. All of your friends that you left behind. Those who came before. And some that will come after. All of you consumed by the same quest to prevent the great doom to save the world. The problem is, Willamette, fate 
can be very fickle. It's prone to changing its mind. Heroes perish. White knights succumb to the power of evil. Chosen ones miss their calling. <laughs> That's why over the years I have needed to give fate a gentle nudge in my favor from time to time. I'm sure this may be difficult for you to understand, but your entire life has been a game. You see, I needed the Keswicks to take you in. When they knew you were too weak to join the knighthood, again I needed to step in and curse your brother, ensuring that you would become Sir Willamette Keswick, that you would arrive at True Now and that your self-righteousness would put young Della right where she needed to be for me. Because the great treasure chest that I'm hoping to unlock has many parts and Della is the key. Whoa. You should be proud though. You played your part nobly. Alas, your story ends right here in this dungeon because sacrifices must continue to be made. Highbury belongs to the pallid princess now like so much else soon will. The rose has withered and the light has gone out. Oh, he just like summons strength from nowhere for like you can't even see where it could come from just like pulls against the chains (laughs) and he's like looking through one eye as another eye is completely swelled shut just again can't speak but just pulling against the chains and then slumps again with nothing left seemingly he stands up a little bit from the slab and he's towering over you and his features are still blacked out by his robes and the lack of light in this room the great doom is coming and only one shall stand when the dust settles maybe it will be the storm tyrant but maybe It will be one of your friends. I cannot. For whoever stands victorious at the end of that battle will possess powers that would make the gods blush. And that is where I come in, Sir Will. To take what remains and truly become immortal. Because eternal life is just one thing. Eternal power is another. (laughs) I would love to stay and chat, as I'm sure you must be quite bored in here, but I have a prior engagement. Places to go, people to see, you know. I'll be sure to send your regards. He leans in really close to you so you can feel his hot breath on you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for everything. And he just winks out. 
Son of a bitch! Oh my god! Killed his parents, man. Killed his parents, and apparently also it's confirmed that he is he is a follower of Ergothoa. Yes, suspected or or now confirmed. Riding the Ergothoa train until he can get off and grab even more. Yeah, it sounds like he's in it for himself. Yeah, (laughs) in it for Numero. He's riding the tide of corpses into. Yeah, yeah. He just said that uh, Highbury. Is now in the in the, the it belongs to Ergotho to the yeah. pallid princess. He didn't say, you know, my goddess or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah maybe he's just observing this. Yeah, I don't think from Brent. Like I, I can't see him worshiping another deity. He wants to be the deity. I think he would. He could act at you know parallel purposes to a deity, but he wants to be one right. himself. So I don't that's how I see it yeah. too. I have God, never dick, ever hated a character in this game more than Brander right now. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what, Troy? Bottle cap. Oh, oh yeah. Bottle cap. Hey, you got it. You got it. Saving us for 200. That was <laughs> great. I love that. I would just like to point out for the listeners at home, Grant mimed handing Troy a bottle cap and Troy accepted it. <laughs> yep. And then, and, then, and, then and then held it up, waved it. You know what? Yeah. You know what? For my wish, for a radio show, yeah. <laughs> Matthew. It's for you guys, Matthew. <laughs> do you know what that that bottle cap was made out of? Four years of love. Oh, is that what we're calling? Oh, it? Oh, Hopes wow. and dreams. Have we been doing this for four years? Four, four years. Four years. Over four years. See, yeah. that's just Grant realizing that all it's it's just a hair's breadth between being a level thirteen character that's been around since episode one. And being locked in a dungeon. Oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize you had any more room for cynicism in your tiny little heart, monster. <laughs> monster. Either way, that's great object work, guys. Yeah, Thank great you. object work. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, that was like, coach, what really, I got to say? You really endowed that, that air. As your prop coach. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, really my, impressed. when my wife told me that she learned at improv class when we were like in our early 20s, like, yeah, so when you use a phone on stage, you just put your hand to your head. You don't make the shape of a phone, <laughs> then you'd be a goddamn fool. And I was like, "Wow, that's really profound. You're, it's worth every dollar of the four hundred dollars you spent to go to that Sign class." Here. <laughs> and now she's doing a show in Toronto. Yep. <laughs> yep. I hope she didn't tell customs. I'm terrified of my wife. They're like, "What is the purpose of your visit, man?" I'm doing a comedy show to make money. So if you hold your hand up your head like this, <laughs> put your hands behind your back, man. You're under <laughs> Giving away her trade secrets. I know. <laughs> What's the purpose of your visit, ma'am? Improv. Improv. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yes, and Get out of our please country. step behind the screen. <laughs> and hands behind your head. Um, wow, the valley. Wow, a lot of info dumped. A lot oh. of info dumped, um, and very well done. And, and no one, knows, and no one knows it except for characters about to die. Yes, and the millions of people <laughs> listening at home. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> back <laughs> in Skirkantla's mountain tomb. Oh, man. You defeat Nefandros, the tomb giant. A giant, by the way, that was created 
for this adventure path. Oh, oh. very, very cool. Interesting. Giant. Yeah, no, I think I think it's really interesting. How many have there been so far? Can you can you say off the top of your head that how many giant species have been created? Like sub uh, by book four here. Right yeah, now? yeah. Oh, I'd say uh, like six or seven. Six to ten, I think. Ten. Wow. Yeah, I can't think off the wow. top of my head of some, but like I know there's been a but bunch. It's, it's of just back such a funny thing because you say tomb giant, and I'm like. Makes perfect sense. Right, you would yeah. think it had been in in D and D all along, you know. Right. But no, it's a new, unique creature for this AP. That's awesome, Tomb Giant. And you guys wiped him out. And by you guys, I mean Grant and as Baron. Uh, you took out one of the Gluttoners. They were called Gluttoners. Oh, what a great yeah. name! Wow, this mishmash of awfulness. I mean, you guys want to see the artwork up close on this? Look, it, it looks Whoa. like. Oh, it's you, way more hideous than I yeah, imagined. You know, in a Scrooged when uh, the ghost uh, of uh, Christmas Future opens up his shirt and it's just a bunch of people like screaming like ah that's kind of what it looks it's like Christmas present present yeah oh, he opens up his oh it is present yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah it's it's terrifying to think it's awful he looks like he's made out of a lot of other dead bodies right exactly and that's great. that's that's terrifying that torture you'd be in so we we at least released the torture those. Poor souls are going through. And Orphos was a part of these experiments. The the giant that killed Lork. Yeah. That tomb giant was involved with Orphos. And you now see that Orphos was a gift. A gift to them. To these sick necromancers. Necromancers. <laughs> necromancers. Uh, necromancers. From Urthash. Going back to book one and to book two and to book three. It's all connected but you defeat them you find a secret room Dalgraith goes up to the chest while Feyraza with her brand new game breaking cloak of etherealness is just floating through walls looking at the map I, I, Troy, I think Troy uh, picks him to ruin the adventure. I, I watched Troy's eyes widen as he realized just what he had done. Yeah, well, it's the only well, time I time. thought about texting Jason Bullman, even though he never wants you to text about game stuff and be like, I just got to kill her, right? And burn the cloak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to kill her, but she has to fall into a like bottomless ravine right. yeah. without the ability to wild shape spontaneous so none of her gear can be found right. spontaneous <laughs> black hole volcano in the midst of this dungeon <laughs> she's ripped into another plane I'm already closed plane. forever the be best forever. thing uh, is like I leave it up to a die roll if you try to go too long too close to the 10 minutes and I roll to see if you just live inside of a rock and s- stop breathing and or, they can never find you or you say the cloak of etherealness that, that we have is a little busted. And yeah. every minute could be the minute it shuts off yeah. in oh, that 10 minutes. Oh, I like that. I roll a D10 secret. Blade. So you want to keep looking? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> every minute, it's a 20% chance it just shuts off. Yeah, too late for that now. And then you're just in the room. <laughs> well, let's resolve the fact that Dalgrith, who was already down one or two negative levels. One negative level. Just He's got just hit one. by five more. Six more. Six more. Was it six more? I believe it was six more. I'd have to listen back to the tape. <sighs> Blown back. 2d4. Because uh, I, I was a- convinced it was a 1d6 and that you rolled a six in classic Lavalley fashion. Yeah, now that you're, what, level six, can we send you back to book two? Yeah, To help exactly. out with some of the adventures there? That'd be great. Exactly. Got to go back through time. I mean, this Gotta is... Got to go back in time. time. If you can't solve this, by the way, you're... 
you've written yourself out of the adventure. You all now have three characters that you lost in book four. Wouldn't say I wrote myself out of the adventure. Well, you could have you could have done a better perception check. That's true. I did roll a natural one, but uh, I just imagine this thing opens, <laughs> the trap goes off. <laughs> Would you say it was like a white light, just yeah. like. Goes through him, sucks all the life energy out of him, blows him back 10 feet. He just lands, boom, on his back, and is just knocked out. Knocked out unconscious for a couple yeah. seconds. How do you play out six negative levels? You know what I mean? Like, what an impact it must have. And he just kind of, like, comes to a second later, blinking, looking at the ceiling. Oh, yeah. You know, probably thinking he's fine for a second. Yeah. But then it's like when you try to stand up, you start to feel like, oh, oh, oh like everything is slower. Yeah. Everything, your mind is dull. You don't quite remember what you were doing there or what you, what you had been doing. Or I mean, it's, is it a question of lost knowledge and ex- experience? It's literally like lost experience. It's, it, it, no, it's like not, you lose muscle memory. It, it, no, it is not that specifically. Like it's not like you, you don't lose knowledge per se you lose the ability to uh, access the knowledge you have so like the knowledge you have is there but your mind is just in a fog it's just a cloud like you can't you just you're dumber like you are dumber but it's yeah. not because you lost the knowledge it's because you can't access it basically. I was thinking about this uh, in between last episode and this episode it was kind of like when Tony Romo was dating Jessica Simpson oh <laughs> exactly Hi, Paul. Yep. You couldn't put it down. Good. Jessica Simpson was like five negative levels. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, true. no, that, that's right. I mean, the guy didn't forget how to do those things. He was just he was, he was affected by something. He was just a terrible quarterback to begin with. Yeah, Whoa. you're the Chuck <laughs> Knobloch of rogues. You got the yips. You got the yips. You got, you got the, the yips. yips. Yeah, but imagine like you know your plus eight to hit is now a plus two or something. Like you, you think like why can't I? feel like I, I used oh, to be I able mean, to pinpoint Man, his, his, his plus 16 to hit is now plus 9. Wow. His, his will save is now negative 3. There's an occlusion <laughs> in your very mind. Wait, his, it goes negative? It doesn't just flat out his, at zero? I have spent ranks <laughs> on knowledge planes because of some of the creatures Dogworth has fought in his past. Sure. His knowledge planes is currently negative four. See, this is where Skid's idea of so, no, forgetting those things that comes it, in. Like, but it's not that you forget it's them. Like I never fl- it's them. that he is he's prevented. It's from one of it's one of those them. things where you're like, I know then I know it's on the tip of my tongue. I know the name. Yeah. I but why can't I spit it out? Why can't Am- I think of that word? Why can't I bo- everything amnesia. you do? It's like yeah, yeah. amnesia. Yeah, 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 it's like amnesia. Yeah. It's there somewhere, but you can't find it. It's yeah. lost. negative energy just gnawing its way through your mind and your soul. And yeah. it's preventing you from unlocking your full potential. Like sawing through those synapses. Yeah. Like, it's so crippling that I, I, do, I do believe uh, unless we figure it out before they become permanent, he's done. I mean, he can't, like, continue. I think that he would continue. He'd be like, let's go back to the mountains. <laughs> you'd be, and you'd be like, nah, we're good. Yeah. What's your, uh, we're good. What's your street level? 13 right now or 12? Uh, 12. And so your effective level is uh, sixth or, or fifth. Sure. Wait, how many levels are you down? I mean, effective level. It doesn't are work you down that way. I know, but just for shits and gigs. You're yeah. seven levels down? Yeah, seven levels down. So you're, you're so I have a minus seven to everything. Okay. So it's minus seven to hit, minus, not to damage, but minus seven to hit all knowledge, all skills. You've got to go back to book two, yeah. So I can't, like, climb on creatures. 
and stuff like that. Like I, I would, I'd have to roll. You should be fighting Drake. I'd have to roll a natural on the challenge or sixteen devil. to climb right the smallest giant. Yeah. Like. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. Bad news bears. Here's the good news: that treasure chest is fucking loaded. Oh, what's you know, I didn't it? even think of that. <laughs> what's in that treasure chest? So he hits the wall, boom, and just Baron like, just walks in and drooling. starts rooting through the. No, <laughs> Baron walks in <laughs> and attends to his uh, his new battle mate. Like two, imagine. By the way, it's totally badass. The two dwarves just burst into this undead fucking giant's a, room, and like one guy fires off a bullet, and the other guy leaps through the air and lands. On his back, slammed, and then this old man with a cane that can turn into a stool at any time, just like <laughs> boosh, summons this huge monster and shoots at magic missiles, and then the other one disappears into a maze. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I won't share my knowledge of where the. I'm just is. kidding. Oh. Big Ross is awesome too. She turns into a cat. We're, we're seeing. This is what we're seeing. So Baron walks in, steps over. Dalgrith is on his over back. Over Dalgrith. Steps over. Out of the way, grab. Straight to the train. Uh, <laughs> Good reference. There's a suit of... It's got flashbacks to when Umlo was in the Drake's... The Drake... The... Oh, the cave, the cave up in the and then they, we called we called the dragon in, yeah, or the drake, and you just start stuffing stuff into the. Into the <laughs> Take it and let him see you do it. <laughs> let, let him see, see you do it. it. <laughs> Big Willie style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you see medium magical armor. Oh, you see a God. large magical longsword. <gasps> Ooh. You see a magical robe. Oh, you boy. see oh, a man. scroll tube containing uh, restoration. Two scrolls. <laughs> you see a wand, and you see diamonds and money. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> bling bling. Life ain't nothing but diamonds and money. <laughs> the last thing you see in there is I'm storing your pouring it into the bag or doing checks which I can do retroactively what is this what is this what is this the last thing you see as you're uh, cleaning it out is a single link of chain mail uh, whoa like whoa. lying at the bottom of the chest underneath all of the gold pieces and platinum pieces single link of chain mail uh, while everyone else is kind of pawing, awestruck through more obviously valuable pieces in this chest, Pembroke spots the link, and he reaches down and slowly draws it up and sees if he can recognize it. Why don't you go ahead and roll an appraise check? Appraise, eh? Yeah. Appraise, would we? Uh, that is a 24. It appears to be uh, a link of chain that would go to like a chain, uh, and I'm bad me mispronouncing this, Hoberk? Hoberk. 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 So cool. You know, uh, that's like a chain shirt that reaches to like the mid thigh. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a hauberk uh, is like a, a, a cuirass, right? Like it's, yeah. it's chest armor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Often know. accompanied by a gorget or a gorget. 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 Or gorget. Is it French? Anyway, continue. Oh, gorget. The <laughs> gorget. Um,. At first glance, you don't think it's really worth anything, but you do feel 
like it holds a special significance. Why is it here? Is there anything? Is there anything that Pembroke can do to sort of ascertain its significance? You detect magic, and if you hang on there for a while, you're not really de- detecting any magic. There's no uh, magic. There's no magic emanating from it. It's just. But it was in this place of significance. Yeah, like it. Gorget. Gorget. It's Gorget. It is Nailed it, O'Brien. The French derivative is Gorget, but yeah, Maybe when placed back with its armor, it has it is the missing link. magics. Yeah. But like right now, it's like this. As you were. As you were. This chunk. It's interesting, though, this, this missing link. The same thing you were saying when I went to go find my gun. Mm. There was a missing piece. Like these missing links of powerful artifacts. It's an interesting theme that's being drawn out in this place. Yeah. Yes. Pembroke holds it up and is examining it in the light. And this is, there is something more to this. I cannot, I cannot piece it together. I need something more. While Baron is is going through this, is Feyraza in there as well? No, I'm still. Feyraza is still out. Okay. In my mind, I'm attending to you. I'm letting Pembroke go through with his mind. But yes. Well, I mean, even if you're attending to me, I would. What I imagine is Dalgraith is like. I'm good. I'm all right, Baron. Don't right. worry about it. Right. We're, fi- we're fine. I don't know what the trap was, but uh seemed to have no real effect. And as you're kind of looking through the stuff, he's like, yeah, hey, let me take a look there. And he's behind you, and he's he's like blinking and like trying to clear his eyes, but it's like a, like a little blurry, and he like wipes away and looks again, and then he takes a deep breath. He's like, maybe I'm just a little short of air. Uh, stretches the muscles a little bit, mate. Uh, but he's not telling anybody. You know what I mean? Like, what exactly happened? That he, he feels weaker or something's off, but he's not he's not saying anything yet. So it's, it's not like you know what happened. You know, it seemed to get blown back, but everything's, he says everything's fine. But he's like, uh-oh, some, something's fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. he's trying to resolve in his own head what it is, like what's happening to him. So as even as he's looking at these items, he's like, his mind's in another place. His mind's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> but he's trying to act like everything's cool. Let's check in on Feyraza. Feyraza, you zip-zopped through one of the walls to see like, oh shit, another one of these wacky creatures we now know is known as a gluttoner uh, was behind door number two. Uh, if you hadn't found that, I think a couple of you were like, let's just open that door. You would have had to fight one of those again, and they were pretty nasty customers. You then zip north into a room that was also behind locked doors in that room with the uh, Dullahan to find a maze, catacombs, full of these strange skeletal creatures with, like, Tongues wrapping up from their innards right out of their mouth, guarding these catacombs. You know if a Cargrim's skull was telling the truth that somewhere in this room could be a back passageway into the throne room. Mm. You've searched here. You know you know you only have ten minutes, um, and you're moving at half speed, which obviously is, you know. 
12 seconds as opposed to 6 seconds. But is that part of the cloak? Yeah. yeah. You move half speed. From uh, what I can tell, though, I've only gone about, you know, somewhere between 100 and 200 feet. Sure, sure, sure. But, like, you're going up and down every <laughs> you're corridor. You're also observing. Yeah, yeah. Just time taking straight. everything You're not in. just going, like, Pac-Man. Do, 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 do. You're taking time <laughs> you should, to though. look at everything. And you can walk through. <laughs> yeah, do, 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 do. I don't have to you walk. I don't have to do, 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 do. Cherries. I, I can just wander through all the walls. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you find enough cherries, you get another life. Right. Get the cherries, man. Uh, I would like to keep moving north. See if I can find this entrance. All right. Show me, show me on the map. Where, where I want to go. The catacombs touched you. <laughs> I'm going to move up here. Okay. So here, if you're listening at home, on, is Matthew. sort of the middle north of these catacombs. <laughs> it really does look like a, a maze you'd see at a, a diner. Hedging. Like, here, kid. Yes. Let the parents smoke. It's right next to the connect. Find your way out of this maze. The connected dot brontosaurus right, right next to yeah. it. The yeah. word find. Yeah. Uh, or in the game Pac-Man. Or in the game Pac-Man. Uh, I have no memory of this game. <laughs> you're middle north, and, uh, you know, you're seeing things. Everything is kind of grayed and blurred out. I mean, you, you don't see anything. I don't even know what the perception check situation is, but you can walk through walls. So if you want to just keep walking north, I'll let you know if you walk into a secret room. Yeah, I'll keep walking north. All right, you walk uh, north, and you walk through walls. You are inside of stone. You just look around you, and you're, everything is just gray, and you feel like if you were in the material plane, you would be consumed by this rock. I would die instantly. Die instantly. And just then, your cloak runs out. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, bummer. Oh, too bad that's how that happened. We'll see you next week. Um... <laughs> But you can keep moving north because it's yeah it's magic. <laughs> so you do move north. Yep. And about 20, 30 feet or so, you find yourself in what has to be Skirkatla's throne room. Oh, oh. oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. This is insane. This is one ninety nine. Uh, this is that's what this is. This is one ninety nine. Yeah. Are you telling me I, I can listen to this for free? <laughs> that's incredible. What a value. Oh, what man. a deal. That can't be true. Yeah. Well, you know, we all the ads and stuff. <laughs> make it. Oh wait, there's no ads too. What? <laughs> that's insane. One can only imagine how good the premium content must be. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Skid's shameless money grab must be phenomenal. Are you ready for this room? I'm ready Spoiling. for it. Oh, oh wow. my God. Look at uh, that. I can't believe it's free. They call me badass. I'm the singer in the black, so put a finger in the air and let me see where you're at. Wow. Matthew, you are seeing everything from a different plane of existence, so you're not getting all the finer details. <laughs> oh, oh what a clap. Okay. He thought about this for a week. Oh, my it was like, God. here's how I'm going to get around this bullshit cloak. <laughs> but, yeah. no, I'll tell you right now, the walls of this cavern. You can see the walls. Look, you can see the... You definitely know where the walls start and end. <laughs> Back to Dalgrith. No. Uh, <laughs> the walls of this... I mean, look at it. The size of this place. It's a cavernous... It's like you're playing Zork. And <laughs> being described the dimensions of this room in ASCII, and you have to make your next decision. 
That is an Wire old in. school joke. I'm a very old man. That I I faintly got. Yeah. I always had. But there's about I 50 of our listeners that yeah. really got into this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well uh, yeah, that went straight over my head. <laughs> the room to the east and the north are finished. They look. They appear finished to you, as opposed to the other walls, which have sort of a rough quality to it. So you've got half finished masonry, half like rough as if it was hewn from the rock itself. Against the western wall sits a square stone dais. <laughs> More a solid block of stone than an actual platform. Although there is a flight of steps cut into the eastern side of the dais leading up to this massive throne that is much darker than everything else in the room. Your view is devoid of color, but you just know that it's like ebony darkness. Faded, tattered carpet runners connect the dais to massive stone doors to the east. Support columns standing in remote corners of the room and a solitary stone bench towards the south end of the room. The ceiling, 40 feet high. The dais to the west, 20 feet tall. You see flames on maybe braziers or pillars near the throne. But no creatures. No Skirkatla. No generals or lieutenants or minions. Empty. <laughs> but you feel very strongly, even though you are on the ethereal plane and you're viewing the material plane, you feel like you're being watched. Oh, oh my God. And time's running out on that cloak. All right, I'll head back. He <laughs> <laughs> said, you "Time's heading up." Head That's back. What about the exact entrance of the secret entrance? He said, "I couldn't see it. I looked for it." Yeah. Oh, you did. Oh, he sorry. chose north, didn't see it. You head back. <laughs> did I fully explore the tomb? The, the maze on my way back I'll try to take different paths so yeah you take a different path you feel pretty strongly about the maze I've revealed it all for you so you, okay. you oh, know oh yeah where's um, the secret entrance you don't see it well, that requires was it, was it a failed per- perception check I didn't even roll a perception check yeah, exactly I don't remember him rolling a perception he didn't ask to. Can he, can he I guess? said I'm looking for the secret entrance <laughs> he said he was looking for it come on uh, roll a perception check yeah yeah <laughs> Just he won't let fail it, man. Natural Twanzoni, baby. That is oh, you're 40. Oh! <laughs> get out of that one! <laughs> yes! DC yes! 41. Oh! <laughs> I really Shut up. I really didn't hear you say you were looking for that. I just thought if you went to the center and walked north and found it, you would have found it. But if you were took the time Over to the roll a perception check... Uh, I take it. I take it. You... Uh, <laughs> what do you roll, a 19? You see that 14. it is uh, to the northwest. I knew it. I saw it. Right there. Amazing. Stairs leading into the throne room, but three nasty-looking enemies in that maze as well. And by the time you make it back, 
They could be anywhere. They could be anywhere. Yeah, classic. Shit. Grant, you're looking at a bunch of magical items and shit, bro. Uh, but I, I, as I'm looking at these items, I think the the avarice, the greed that runs through the veins of dwarves of every dwarf everywhere. <laughs> it, it 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 clouds it clouds my mind for a moment. Sure, and I'm thinking about that, and I, I feel like I'm back on an adventure, like I'm back during simpler times, and then I remember the cold, dark dreary place I currently inhabit I see someone who looks unsure of foot and someone very potent in their magical powers but aged and fragile in another way and then I think to myself I let hey Raza I'm right here dude <laughs> Pembroke, Pembroke come on I'm right here oh, come on I was, I was just joking no, no, no. Pembroke I was kidding Pembroke I'm so sorry um, and then he thinks well, he's just thinking about everyone that's ever left. Right. Through death or other means. And he immediately grits his teeth and thinks, Hey, Raza. No. Wonders where she is and hopes that she comes back. Hi, Baron. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Hello. And Baron dies Hello. of a heart attack. Hello, my <laughs> friend. <laughs> Hello, my friend. And the Ash Peak for. line has ended. <laughs> Pick Someone up your gift bag to the coat check. Boo. <laughs> Medium magical chainmail, large magical longsword, magical robe, scroll tube with two scrolls, wand, diamonds. Yeah, so. Uh, money. <laughs> uh, Dogrith, as Feraza puffs back in, he's like, What'd you see? And I imagine you fill us in really quick. I tell you everything. And Pembroke is sort of kind of obsessed with this I, ring. Yeah, I'm really focused on he's that like, ring. He's like, Focus on this ring, so he's like, Pembroke seems to be a bit tied up with that piece of metal over there, but I think uh, we could really use your help identifying some of these items here we found in this treasure chest. But there was a trap on it, but it didn't seem to be too powerful. And then he blinks twice, crosses his eyes, and then straightens them out <laughs> and looks at you again. <laughs> Somebody hit this dwarf on the head with a coconut. Uh, <laughs> but of course. So, spellcrafty spellcraft? Yeah. Uh, 26. Nice. Um, that'll be enough for me to tell you everything. Medium. <laughs> well, let's get the long sword out of the way because it's large. It is a large plus three long sword. Oh, wow. wow. Take that to the forge. Amazing. Yeah. Medium. Just, a, just plus three. Just plus three. Okay. Medium plus three mithril chain mail. <gasps> wow. Oh, my wow. God. Damn. Bear, bear. <laughs> wow. Well, it's not a chain shirt. It's chain mail. Chain mail. That's plus medium. medium right? So medium. Medium plus three oh, mithril wow. chain mail. That's, That's phenomenal. You're all full of surprises. <laughs> the robe. Surprises, <laughs> the robe is, uh, it's what's known as sorcerer's robes. Oh. Oh, my God. These are oh. amazing. For a sorcerer, uh, the dapper robe enables a sorcerer to add the effects of her first-level bloodline power to spells she casts. As a swift action before casting a spell, the wearer expends one use of her first-level bloodline power, selects one target of the spell to be affected by that bloodline power. If the spell allows a saving flow, a successful save against the spell means the bloodline power deals half damage, if it normally deals hit point damage, or is negated if it does not. The robe can be used up to three times per day. Uh, 
So you can tie in a power with a spell casting. Yeah, it's like you're buffing your spells with your bloodline power three wow. times per day. Pembroke what immediately a cool set of robes. Immediate, takes a level of sorcery. immediately <laughs> takes his own life and rerolls a sorcery. <laughs> <laughs> to take advantage of this. Oh god. Amazing. Immediately takes his own life. It's and, a, and, a, and an old man sorcerer an old walks man, in the room. I'm Smimbrook. <laughs> I've been researching this mountain camp. There's my robe. Uh, yes. Oh, I lost my my robe. I'm Smimbrook the Smootin. I was in the slave camp. I was in the smave camp. <laughs> I've been so cold here in Skagard. I need my robe. That's funny. <laughs> the scroll tube contains a scroll of cone of cold mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. a scroll of fire shield, ice and fire. Ah, the wand has 12 charges. It is a wand of chill metal. Ooh, oh, interesting. I'll take that. Spell I don't think we've ever quite used. The two diamonds. You want to roll uh, a praise on these diamonds, Pambies? Matthew seems personally offended. By what? That we've never used the chill metal spell? Well, that's when like Slayer did their smooth rock album. I loved it. Chill metal. Chill metal. <laughs> I've used chill metal and heat metal, haven't I? Uh, never heard chill metal. I, I don't know. think you've used chill metal. Oh, natural 20. Same 35 spell. on oh. the praise. All right, so these diamonds, right? They are worth... Each 220 gold pieces. You also find 20. How many are there? There's two of them. So. You also find 23 platinum. Throw them in the trash. <laughs> Maybe you need diamond dust. Exactly. Uh, you'll need it sooner or Grind them down. 23 platinum pieces and nice. 373 gold pieces. Yeah, always nice. take the oh. cash. Get that. Money! Get that <laughs> ching, that chang. Gonna pop That's why cash. we're here, is it not? 24 karat penny in scope. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> bottle service! Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a bottle service around the roulette table in Skelt. Yes. <laughs> what do you jerk-offs want to do? Uh, you now know, as far as you can tell, I mean, this, there's no reason to believe this tomb isn't full of other secrets and secret doors and stuff, but you now know what the catacomb maze looks like yeah. behind a locked door, uh, which contains the Dullahan. Um You know what that maze looks like, Feyraza does, and know that there's a back entrance, know exactly where that back entrance is in the throne room. You know that there is that room where you fought that creature, the Devourer, yeah. that has a door that has some sort of situation that you need to bypass, perhaps, to get through. But that leads directly into the throne room. There's a Doolahan walking that long corridor still that you already thought you defeated. And uh, Dalgrath is down seven levels. Dalgrath is... He hears you describe these uh, undead creatures with the, the purplish whatnot running through their bodies and the long tongue sticking out. And he's just like, yes, uh, yes, I know those creatures. I've seen them before. We can beat them. We can beat them easily enough. I think the back entrance into the main uh, cavern is the way to go, even though you didn't see any creatures in there. There must be something going on. I think uh, I think we're ready for it. I'm and he sorry. starts to walk out the door. I think you may need me to be attended to. <laughs> Nonsense, Pembroke. I'm, uh, I'm of, uh, I'm, I've never felt stronger. No, and he I... rolls his left ankle <laughs> and just like, falls <laughs> face first into the ground. And it's like, oh! Uh, uh, yes. Stands back up again. He's <laughs> watch that step there. There's a bit of stone sticking out. I'm sorry. I I don't. Uh, you don't seem quite yourself. Yes, Feraza. What were you saying? 
And he's looking right at Pembroke. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Faraza. Faraza, yes, that's what I said. What were you saying? Perhaps uh, the Deathbringer needs a bit of care? Yes, I think he's suffered quite a bit of the uh, effects of negative energy attacks. I think he needs help. I am just fine. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I no. feel as fit as I've ever felt. I know you're proud, my friends, my new friends, but I think you do need assistance, yes. if you uh, could provide. I cannot cast restoration, so we will have to... Well, if Baron is feeling a little down on hit points, we can go back and rest. Well, I, I agree. I hate to retreat at such an early hour, but then maybe our only option, as it stands... Very well. Gather within 30 feet of me. Zap. Zippity zoo. And where do you go? Skelt or Minderhall's Cathedral? Well, I mean, I guess we have to go to Skelt because of. to get you help. Because otherwise. Is there any way to get. to get. to get you help at. At the Why don't cathedral? we use getaway to get back to Skeld and then teleport to the cathedral? Oh, we can't. We can't do that. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. And uh, because because what we're thinking is and rest at the cathedral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because totally. we're th- what we're thinking is having the cleric and Skelt cast restoration. Uh, uh, Lork's old flame. Yeah, uh, I can't remember her name. And uh, then classic Briella. Lork, Briella, and then re- right. and then uh, <laughs> resize resize right? this. Yeah, Briella, nice. Yeah. Balaka, uh, and then resize. You want to resize the stuff, right? And it's get some, killing me. And get some stone skin short on. plus three short sword. Um, but well, yeah, it'll be shorter. <laughs> it'll be shorter. <laughs> That's for sure. You can also get some stone skin on. Right, stone skin. Talking about that stone skin, yeah. <clears throat> um. He said, I don't think I need it. I think I'll be just fine. And then he drops his sword out of his hand and clanks on the ground. Oh, um, you need your- help, stupid! <laughs> you are not yourself, my friend. <laughs> well, perhaps I do need a nap. Uh, so back to Skelt. And then... Is it, Briella there? Can we go see Briella? So you want to go see Briella? Yeah, and, and I got to roll this. I got to roll the teleportation. Oh, yeah. So you, wait, did you use getaway that. or did you? Oh, right. Getaway. You don't have to roll, right? Uh, getaway. I think you still have to roll as a the same like teleportation. Is it act. Oh like no, no. Because I think you're like shooting back to some part that you're that like, you had already. To. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't, if it doesn't act like teleport, you're probably fine. Getaway teleports you. You must initially cast swift action. Yeah, I think you're okay. It doesn't, okay. Say, it doesn't say anything yeah, it doesn't about say acting like, like teleport. It okay. like teleport. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense since it's higher. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. so. <laughs> Any, you know, Dogwraith, it says here that uh, selected creatures within 30 feet of you who do not wish to travel with you at that time can simply choose not to go. No, oh, he definitely wishes to travel with you. He's just trying to act like he doesn't need it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Letter to the law. <laughs> Letter of the law. I so, uh, so Dalgraith stays in the tomb. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Uh, all right. So, Briella. So you go back to Briella's house for Dalgraith. It's his first visit. Feyraza Baron. Uh, and Pembroke have all been here before. The humble little home. You knock. And she answers. What now? 
No. <laughs> God. Um. <laughs> Leave me alone, for God's sake. Why would you cause enough pain? <laughs> Destruction. Please. Please come in. You go inside and you look and you don't see Shiel about. Doesn't mean she's not in the back room or anything, but she's not sitting watching TV. They got TVs in Skelt? Yeah. <laughs> they got everything. They wow. Got, they yeah. got satellite. Yeah, they got it. How, how can I help you now? This is our new friend, Dagrith Underfoot, also known as the Deathbringer. Deathbringer. Pleasure to meet you, ma'am. And he does like a, a, a formal bow. Well met. Your voice reminds me of my ex-lover. <laughs> you don't do many voices. Lover. Lover. Um, He's in need of some assistance. He has been affected by some deleterious magic. Yes, you Think. look weak and unoptimized. <laughs> <laughs> she's, so, she's so low key. Yeah. Um, she's suddenly she's high. She's got to be high. Yeah. She's got to be high. I, I smoked a giant bowl before you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> all fucked up. <laughs> I'm so high. I'm so high right now. I was really hoping no one would, no one would knock. <laughs> Tuesday nights are my. I'm alone. I'm alone on Tuesday nights. I didn't expect company. Uh, it's my off night. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shyel goes out on Tuesdays. Shyel's got to work Tuesday nights. We've all got our routines. Just stay home and bake. <laughs> so, what do you need me to sign your report card? What <laughs> no, what do you want? I think I need a bit of uh, restoration. If you got the magic restoration, sure. Um, do you know how this spell works mechanically? Yes, I, I can pay the gold for you. I, I know that uh, you may need some components. I'm sure you got them laying around, but we'll, uh, it's the diamond we'll subsidize you for those. Very expensive. I, I those uses. Not looking to make a quick buck here. No, would just, you? Of course not. No, of course not. I wouldn't compensated for any material components you might have to use to cast a spell. Um, so, from what we can read, it's. Um, 100 gold pieces worth of diamond dust. 100 gold pieces and then to, they're still to, pay, to pay a cleric to cast it. It's uh, the caster level times the spell level times 10 gold pieces. Which and can she auto do it? Well, yeah. if she's 7th level, she can, you know, she might need to wait a day. If you know, role playing wise, mm-hmm. she's like, she didn't prepare restoration if she, that day. If we have to wait a day, then we need a different strategy. Which is correct. Because the levels then we become have to, permanent. We have to beg her to not have had to yeah. have it already prepared. Maybe I mean, she's a clerk. She probably left spell slots. Otherwise, we need to go and rush and buy a scroll, which is going to be much more... <laughs> oh, no. You can't buy a scroll, right? Right? Yeah. don't think you can. But well, you're but saying if she's seventh level, you pay her the, the money for the yeah, there's components, no. and it's a done deal. The components plus... So uh, the components are 100 gold pieces. The total cost to pay her is 380 gold pieces. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unless she wants to give us the friends and family discount. Right. We did rescue her daughter. Or if she's higher than 7th level. If she has has it prepared. I do have it prepared. I always have restoration prepared. People around here always come back from their travels. 
with negative levels. Negative levels. It's just undead roaming the, the countryside. <laughs> How many people have the gone? The world is changing. There are more undead roaming about than we've seen in the past. Either way, I am prepared. I do not want your gold, but for the components. Come here, underfoot. He'll step up to her. Nod his head. She just places her hands on you. And you're back strong again. Nice. 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 I can keep playing this character in this game. (laughs) 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 Stroke of luck. Stroke of luck. Now what? To the Uh, cathedral? Or wait, should we ask after Shiel? Is she here? Oh, Shiel, dinner's ready. Shiel is... She's out. She's out. That's why she's high. That's right. That's right. Kids out of the house. She goes to ladies' night. (laughs) (laughs) Um... No, Shiel is not here. She has left. She has left again. To go where? I do not know. I inquired. She... Perhaps to save me from fearing after her would not tell me, but she said she would return. I feel as if it has something to do with her father. Oh, interesting. Shiv seeks her father. As a token of our appreciation. Now I will warn you that the magic has been increasingly fraught of late. But I shall try to scry upon her and find her location, and I'll send word back next time we are in Skilt. I mean, I do not wish to spy on her, but I would like to know that she is safe. Of course. I fear... It is her party, and she shall scry if she wants to. Yes, indeed. Could you do that and have her not know her magics are quite powerful for her young age? It depends upon if she fails her will save. Ah, yes. I did not look at her character sheet before she left, but I assume her will is solid. A terrible parent. Not looking at her character (laughs) sheet. She took improved will at third level. Iron will. It, of course, she would not know that this wish came from you. Could be, perhaps, a concerned friend looking in upon a former ally. Or a sinister enemy. All right, that's... If she, if she knew it were me. That's okay, then. All right, yes, let's... Let's try. I would just like to know that she's safe. If you just take a quick peek in and let me know that she's still alive and well. I shall have to do it in the morning when I prepare the spell, but I will get word back to you as soon as I can. Do you wish to spend the night here? We had alternate plans. (laughs) (laughs) We could stay on the couch. (laughs) But we really... We'd rather stay out of your head. How are your supply levels? If you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Don't mean to... I suppose I could... We wouldn't want to... Intrude. Um, I mean, if you were to bring next time, we could perhaps hook you up tonight. No, it's honestly, it's fine. We can get a motel 
There's there's a Motel 6 down the road. No, no, it's no. We, we have a cathedral where we sit. There is there. a cathedral we I'll stay at as well. order some seamless. No, <laughs> no. And we'll get dream high. of it. <laughs> no, I don't. And no. we'll get high and scry. No, I... Uh, <laughs> we have... No. <laughs> it's all right. We have periodic tests... Testing. Pembroke, I think it's honestly rude at this point to turn her away. I mean, she's offered so kindly. She's quite insistent, she's but I still I, think. Our hands are tied. Well, I, don't, I don't know how we could say it. The no, union possibly. rules. I still have to tests every, every three months. I, I didn't know that I could afford the slightest bit of restraint. <laughs> let's, let's go back to the cathedral, shall we? And. They partake in the majesty and magic of the forge. <laughs> All right, Ken. I think uh, Pem- Pembroke got a little second hand. I think so. <laughs> he faked up a little I'm bit. A lo- oh, God, I'm going to get fired. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's already high if I even really had a chance to enjoy it. I've just got tenure. No, I've already got tenure. Feyraza, please, if you do choose to leave me, uh, I don't know how, but send word. Rest assured that one of us usually returns to Skelt once a day. All right, I just sometimes w- twice a day. <laughs> I just want to know she is safe. We normally stay at the motel, whose name I don't know. We don't go in through the front door. <laughs> we usually teleport in on someone changing. Not on purpose, of course. I mean, not on purpose. <laughs> she is her father's daughter. Her sense of. Uh, that, that, that's not great. Her need to explore, her need to know answers. I fear for her. So if you could send word, of I course. would appreciate it. It would be my honor. See ya. Bye. <laughs> enjoy, your tu- enjoy your Tuesday night ministrations. Right, Ta-ta for now. <laughs> Holding a bong the whole time. <laughs> the whole oh, time. She had a bong in her left hand. <laughs> she was just holding the top. A small detail. <laughs> it was just the cylinder. A s- and she just pulled it. Or like it's right. Small. It's legal in Skelt. Medical. Medical's legal in Skelt. I need it she for is, my glaucoma. She is a cleric. That's true. That is true. You could write for scriptures as a cleric in medieval society, right? We have gone off the rails. Yeah. We well, cannot allow that. Brielle to go back to her drug addict it's of very, a mother. I would say it's very late at night. We're recording this episode. Yeah, very we late. Are, this is We're a particularly a late, late episode. Uh, roll a D100, Pembroke. 100, baby. Oh, roll a D199. I got you. I'll roll it for you. 19. Oh. Oh, that's good. You're all right. We've only done this 20 times. Back in the cathedral. So, do we, we, do we usually, we want to do the, the casting in the morning. We need to do stone skin in the morning, but can we do the, uh, the, the sword We can resize tonight? whatever yeah. if you need to resize. Yeah, boom, resize that great sword if you clang. want. Oh, it's a great sword now. Clam, clang. Oh, did I say a long sword? Long sword. Oh, great. Yes. No, I shall resize the long sword along with every other piece of equipment. (laughs) And what's the plan here? So you're going to you're going to head back, obviously. Yep. You got to send word to Brielle if you're going to scry in the morning, if you're just going to blow her off. Um, You're going to have to send word somehow. But like. what, What what is the plan? What are you guys actually going to do? You now know. 
You now know the rest of this the situation. Well, uh, I, real quick, can Dalgrith do a knowledge religion mm-hmm. on the uh, creatures with the purple and the tongues and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, based on uh, the description, Feyraz's yeah, description. based on the fair. He knows he's seen him uh, before. Need some help there, Joe? What do you roll? I rolled a fifteen. I I can't I can't roll high. I can't I can't roll high. It's just a good knowledge check makes all Since the difference. Since when? God, <laughs> you don't know. You did a religion Fuck. check. Do you have religion? Fuck. You have I have religion. Let's just see what the difference is. Oh, not fifteen as well. Uh, yeah, you don't know. Damn. I don't have religion. God damn it! Oh, uh, Pembroke has religion. Oh, you found religion? I did <laughs> on my on my sheet. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, nope. Yeah, you don't, right. you don't know. So, so I guess our plan is to go back is to teleport back into the. Oh wait, no, twenty, twenty. Yeah. Sounds like they're similar to creatures known as morgues. Morgues. But the way that Feyraza described them, they're unlike any morgue you've heard of. Morgues are not usually large creatures. As you describe them, they seem to be an unusually large example of morgues. 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 Now, what are morgues, you may ask? Well... I do ask. I'll tell you. <laughs> they're, uh... <laughs> they're, uh... They're awful. Awful. <laughs> they are... One ninety nine. They're particularly horrible creatures. They're like creatures that in life were either like serial killers mass oh I know these yeah, things you know, mass murderers oh we ran into these things in Council of Thieves yeah. that Joe was running and in uh, holy Jade shit war, yes right war, yeah war yes. Monk, like just straight up savage savage murderers yeah they've committed so many heinous horrible crimes throughout their life uh, and never atone so that when they die this is what is left behind their undead self is so twisted and horrible from the crimes they committed in life. This is what is left behind, and they are horrifying creatures with their own set of problems. It's so funny. Like, I mean, I, I as a player, have fought these things so many times, and I don't, I don't remember exactly like what they can do or anything. But like, I, I remember them being like horrible, and I love the lore connected with them. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, the unrepentant, like, serial killers, murderers. Like, that's great. So they're undead? Yeah. They hated life so much that death twisted them into this. Yes. Um, and they're giant versions of them. Yeah, great. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't think you don't know the location of, of the throne room well enough for my description to do a, a no, safe teleport, I right? cannot teleport there. Now the best you we may can have do to is fight our way through this maze, yes. whatever it is, or teleport to the door. Oh, but that's the door I has fear its own problems. I personally fear that the fact that this door lies there supposedly without any guard or or uh, any sort of obvious protection is must certainly be a trap of some kind. It's a trap. Yes, and we haven't done well with the traps. No, we haven't. We cannot be drawn into such an obvious ambush. 
I think we should the maze take it is the maze it is even though there are foes between us and our goal that way at least we know what those foes are and hopefully we can defeat them on the way that it, door to that room remember is in with the door locked hand. but you do have keys yes we do but we there is them. a dual hand a lot of butts dual hand roaming about well perhaps we take our chances with the door yes the haunted door well it is I prefer to take the path of reconnaissance rather than the path of obvious danger that will kill us without as far as I can see as far as I can see the it's quite obvious danger Facing this dual hand you spoke about killed your friend, and then facing through to these wounded beasts. Well, and, and I, I don't mean to question your your uh, your instincts, being as great a hero as you are, but it seems to me, my limited knowledge and intelligence, that this the obvious double door leading into the throne room may presents more danger than it is immediately obvious. I don't disagree. And in fact, more than would present to us uh, coming through the other way, even though there are creatures in our path. There are ways, if we were to teleport into the room with the Dullahan, to contain the Dullahan for a few rounds until we are able to get into the room, into the maze. I don't disagree, Pembroke. Uh, I do prefer an enemy I can see and fight. To one that might be some sort of haunt that attacks your mind. So I'm with you if you want to fight the Dullahan first and then try to walk through this maze. We do not need to fight the Dullahan, but hold him off long enough to get us into the maze. There are spells I can access that might buy us time. Mm. Before this whole thing's over. I already gave that son of a bitch my name, and I want his too, so he never shows up again. We open the door, we go through the maze for now. But even after Skirkyla rest, I need all of you to promise me whether I stand or I don't that that bastard that took down four bears will never roam this mortal plane again. Do you promise me? You got my promise, Baron. I... I wouldn't let a creature like that continue walking this earth. Needs yeah. to be put to rest. Agreed. All right. I will, I will do my part to avenge four bears. And in fact, in that vein, um, before we go any further, I would ask that you give me one of your projectiles that you fire out of your hand cannon. You want one of my bullets? Will a cartridge do, or do you just need the bullet itself. No, I, I, I'll, I'll take one of your cartridge, cartridges as you call them. Alright. He breaches into his bandolier. Thunk! Hands it to him. Thank you. Hopefully this will do a bit of good. Eh? And he tucks it in his little like shoulder pouch. Ooh, very mysterious! Um, wow. Alright, so are you ready, Faraza? Wait for no. Are we resting? I got a scribe before we go. Okay. So are we, do we rest? Is that we, we rest? Right? right. Yeah. We rest. Yeah. We need a night's rest anyway for all the spells we lost. Yeah. Rest in stone skin the next morning. 
Yes. Right before we go. Correct. But before okay. we stone skin, Frost is going to try to scry to see Shyel. Okay. And she actually, she's going to talk to Pembroke about it. Okay. I have promised Briella. I shall scry, but as you know, she's going to pull Pembroke aside. Mm. As you know, this process has become quite risky. And yet I'm curious what shall happen the next time I try. You have never practiced this kind of magic before. No, it's not really my forte. Seeing across great distance. No, I, I, I have spells that can see within a certain shorter distance, but... Scrying from afar, that is, uh, that's more along the lines of a prophecy seers. It's not, not what I specialize in, I'm afraid. When I used the cloak of etherealness, I had a sensation that I was being watched. Mm. And the more I tried to scry and step through time, I wonder, am I being watched? Am I seen there, too? Mm. You had the sensation as you were... In this phase. I, w- I did. Yes. Perhaps we should be ready to go at a moment's notice. We should. Should if something go awry. Were someone, some power were capable of monitoring you in the other world, this is indeed a troubling yes. sequence of events. I shall try it now. So Faraza will pull out her mirror and cast Scry. On Shiel. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, cast it and try to see Shiel. Try and see Shiel. So you have your mirror out, and you're looking in the mirror. And if any of you are near her looking, you just see a reflection back. You don't see what she sees. You're staring at it, and slowly your reflection starts to coalesce into maybe a forest or something, and you see a female from behind that looks similar to Shiel. He didn't spend a lot of time with her, but like it looks like Shiel. And she is roaming through this forest. And it doesn't look like she's alone. But she looks safe. And you're trying to piece together, like, is, she, is that one person with her? Two other people? You can't quite tell. As the scene in the mirror kind of washes out, and you see a blank piece of paper. And all of a sudden, on this piece of paper, like, words start to form in blood. And you see down there's a very pale hand with long fingernails holding the paper and the words on the sheet are very nondescript but super familiar like someone's asking about the weather someone's asking about how your children are doing and someone's saying how they miss the autumn in Varno You hear a voice. My sister has perished at the hands of your brother's friends. But before she died, she had hoped to send me this warning. 
another voice, a male voice. But, my queen, I, I do not understand this letter appears. Simple, or where is the warning? You have much to learn, my love. If you are to be a great leader, look deeper. She says, the Frost Queen prepares. We permit the Storm Tyrant to perform our labors. Timetable uncertain. The Pawn Citadel requires repair. The outsider approaches with key in hand. Now, the pallid princess's great work begins. My love, the outsider will deal with the others. But we must deal with those who will come to retrieve the pawn. Your brother... He's not my brother. He's not a true Keswick. <gasps> what? And as Feyraza is staring at the mirror, Feyraza, you kind of like lose your balance and fall to the ground. And Ferrin kind of walks over to Pembroke. And Dalgrith and Baron is like, something's wrong. Something feels here wrong. And her and all the other people that have started to gather in the cathedral just become like frozen in time. (laughs) So freaked out. What? And all of a sudden, you hear the sound of doors opening. The doors. To Minderhall's Cathedral. Open up. Oh no. And single footsteps. Oh no. Walking forward. <laughs> Darkness. Whoa. You hear the sound of fire crackling. An owl hooting in the distance. Maybe a coyote howling. Night sounds. Slowly, lights fade up on a camp. There are several large tents scattered about underneath the boughs of old, thick tree trunks. Everything is very still. But our eyes are drawn to the noises of voices somewhere to the left of the scene. And we follow the noise to reveal a group of maybe a dozen or so men and women dressed in long robes sitting around a fire just on the edge of the banks of a swamp. An older man is addressing the group in an ancient language. Thankfully, there are subtitles. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully. He says, uh, So we are all in agreement. We have gone through every option available to us, and this truly is the only way. Listen, my brothers and sisters, though we may feel fear, we must remember 
that our sacrifice here today will protect generations to come. I have received word that the children have arrived safely in Osirion. Perhaps someday they will return to these hallowed grounds and rebuild the Council of Thorns anew. Oh! In the distance, <laughs> horn sound. Oh! 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 It's Warren's even. <laughs> They're coming. <laughs> the old man turns to a younger man among the group and says, Moss Moon. <gasps> oh, oh, shit. Come Moss Moon. Wow. Come on. Bring me the knives. The younger man does so, and the old man takes the knives and says an incantation over them before Moss Moon hands one to each of the other people sitting around the fire. As he does so, the older man continues, Though these simple knives will remove our earthly bodies from this world, we will forever be connected to this land. Do not fear death. And he holds the knife up, and the campfire light gleams off of it. For there is hope in this sacrifice. Just then he motions with his eyes to another druid among the group. A fierce-looking elf with silvery hair and the beginnings of a silvery beard. (laughs) He says, Silvermane, we don't have much time. Take our sacred weapons and hide them deep in the vault so that someday, someday maybe they'll be taken up again by those who honor what this council stood for. Oh, more horns. Hurry. We must begin the ritual before they arrive. Take this. And he hands Silvermane a wooden lantern. Silvermane takes this bag with the weapons and the lantern and walks away from the swamp. He walks in the direction of a circle of eight standing stones. He stands there for a moment in the silence of the forest, looking around at the pillars, remembering something that hasn't happened yet. He then removes something from his pocket, places it in the lantern, and a light glows from inside. Hmm. He washes it over the central men here. A will-o'-wisp. Yeah. (laughs) And the vegetation growing on it just recedes, and a portal appears. Hmm. He steps through, and he's immediately transported to a room thick with thorns and growing vines. He walks forward a little bit, and two twig-looking creatures come out from either sides of the path. They see him, and they bow. (laughs) He walks forward and passes through this beautiful petal gate, walks out onto a bridge in the middle of this enormous domed greenhouse. Solemnly, he moves forward, and at the end of the bridge, he walks through a door and enters a chamber with a throne and wooden druidic carvings all over the walls. He stops for a moment and just stares with cold, steely eyes at the throne before turning his head (laughs) and walking into the next room. 
He walks into the next room, and it's a room with steps that descend to a small platform. Lily pads. And a sheer drop-off. Yeah, I can see them all, man. Oh, my God. Slowly descends the steps and looks out to see these floating lily pads leading the way across to another platform on the other side of the room. He shakes his head and just takes to the air in flight, <laughs> slowly hovering out over the pit, stopping midway through to just look down into the darkness below. He stares for a moment, lost in the black, with a deep, deep sadness in his eyes. Somewhere from that emptiness below, he hears the faint sound of flapping wings, and he moves on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Down another staircase, he finds himself at the bottom of the greenhouse. Lush vegetation, trees everywhere. He looks for a second in the distance. He thinks he sees a small animal, maybe a bear cub. (laughs) Come on. Like dart behind a bush. He's got so much to do right now, but (laughs) desperately wants to give chase. To say hello one last time. But he can't walks through the greenhouse. He enters a room full of exotic flowers and then a hallway where he knows he should watch his step at the smell of hot cheese and beef that's wafting up from somewhere <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> is that where that was? <laughs> that was grass. the first yeah, cheesesteak cheese 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 yeah. yeah. The next room is enormous. Briar patches, fungi, Large mounds of brambles climbing towards the ceiling. In the back of the room, a treasure chest stands upon the highest of these mounds. <laughs> oh Silvermane crosses the room towards the chest, climbs the mound, casts his hand over the chest. It opens up. He reaches inside, removes a false bottom, revealing a ladder going down. Hmm. He climbs in descends into a small room and just dumps the contents of the bag into the room, scrolls over here, wands, gold, an ironwood crown, and the last thing he pulls out is a forged blackened greatsword with a symbol of Gorham near its hilt. Oh my god. (laughs) Silvermane stops for a moment, holding it, brandishes the weapon, like spins it in his hand, Aragorn style for a moment. (laughs) before depositing it on a shelf, climbing up the ladder and leaving the room. He walks back through the hallways into the greenhouse and directly up to one of the trees he passed earlier. He pauses for a moment, just looking around at this enormous space out of time, out of the material plane. And somewhere in his mind, he can hear the echoes of slaughter and screams Screams of friends, of loved ones, and of enemies all crying out in pain just resonate throughout his whole being, even though he's in this very peaceful place. Gently, he places his hand on the tree, and with tears in his eyes, begins an incantation. A glow from Silvermane's hand spreads out to his fingers, and then the tree itself begins to glow. <sighs> and slowly, oh, shit. ever so slowly, the faint appearance of a face <laughs> appears oh, man. on the tree itself. Oh, no. Silvermane looks longingly at the face, just puts his hand out to caress the cheek, and then walks away. <laughs> 
the features of the face continue to grow, continue to distinguish themselves, as slowly a tuft of black hair cascades out from above the face. It's the face of a young woman. <laughs> it's the face of Delinar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you in episode two. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. no what's Delanar? What is Delanar? happening? Oh, my no, God. What's happening? He called her there? Oh, my God. Delinar. Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.